Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books with Zivi. I'm the host, Zivi Owens. I am an author. My latest is blank, pub date March 1st, a novel. I'm also a podcaster, obviously, a publisher, a bookstore owner, and so much more. If you love books, you're in the right place. In fact, we call it the Ziviverse, or really, the LA Times called it the Ziviverse, and we're going with it. Go to ZiviOwens.com to learn more and follow me on Instagram at ZiviOwens. Dr. Edith Shiro is a clinical psychologist with a private practice in Miami, Florida. She is a co-founder of the Trauma and Resilience Center and the author, as I said, of The Unexpected Gift of Trauma. The book was a winner of the 2023 International Latino Book Awards from the Hispanic Heritage Literature Organization. Dr. Shiro graduated from Catholic University of Venezuela. Later, she got her master's and doctorate degree at Yeshiva University in New York with a postdoctoral specialization in couples and family therapy at the Ackerman Institute for the Family and further training at the International Trauma Studies Program at NYU. She has been a passionate and dedicated psychologist who specializes in working with families, couples, adults, teenagers, and children. She is on the board of local, national, and international organizations, such as the World Happiness Foundation, Kadena International, HIAS International, Greater Miami Jewish Federation, Jewish Community Center, and other prominent organizations. She was awarded the Hispanic Women of Distinction in 2018 and the Health Innovation Award in 2023 for Outstanding Service in Healthcare. She has been featured in Women's Health Magazine, Healing Maps as a guest expert on many podcasts and national media broadcasts like CNN, CNN on Espanol, Univision, Despierta America, El News Cafe, Telemundo, Un Nuevo Dia, 
primer impacto factors, factores de poder. I don't speak Spanish. I'm so sorry. El Venezolano, TVV, Mega TV, New York One, among others. I'm sorry. I took French in college. I mean, I, t- I did take it in college, but I took French in school, which was probably a complete waste because now I can't even read bios for <laughs> this. Maybe I should take some Spanish classes now. Anyway, welcome, Dr. Shiro. Welcome, Dr. Aditya Shiro, who is the <laughs> author of The Unexpected Gift of Trauma, The Path to Post-Traumatic Growth. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Zibi, for being here. I'm very excited to be with you. So we met at the Miami Book Fair after a panel that I did with several Zibi Books authors. A lot of it was about grief and talking about post-traumatic growth. And you were like, this is literally what I do. <laughs> You're like, you need my, my book. And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> my friends came to me and said, we just saw Zibi. How come you weren't in that panel? We don't get it. I'm like, I know, me neither. <laughs> so I ran to you. I ran to you to say, hey, you know, we need to talk. <laughs> well, you were, you were absolutely right. So in your book, you start out by giving the reader your own history of trauma and how you got past that. And I wanted to just read this paragraph, if that's okay. You said, my fascination with these questions began in my childhood and is deeply personal. Every generation on both sides of my family has suffered greatly from trauma. I am the granddaughter of Holocaust survivors who were the only members of their families to get out of the Nazi death camps alive. I am also the granddaughter of Syrian refugees who fled their home country, traveling on foot with their six young children from Aleppo into Israel. My grandmother, heavy with child, gave birth in the Bluden Mountains and had no choice but to keep going. I am the daughter of Jewish immigrants who escaped from political, religious, and social persecution and made their way to South America. I've been a minority Jewish woman in Venezuela and later a minority Latina immigrant studying and working in the United States. I have experienced the impact of migration and multicultural conditions firsthand. I know what it's like to be exposed to discrimination in my own neighborhood and city. This too is trauma. Wow. So you've got it from all sides here, Edith. (laughs) I actually do. Yeah, I actually do. And at the same time, you know, given all of that, which is intergenerational trauma, historical trauma, developmental trauma. Yes, I've gotten all of that and I feel it in my body. And Zibi, you know, it comes in my dreams and I have experiences that I haven't lived in this this lifetime that I feel like as if I have had them. But I want to say that at the same time, there's so much wisdom, so much knowledge, so much culture, so much worldly experiences that I'm also having that whenever I talk to somebody that comes from anywhere, I can relate in some way, you know, which which also makes me I'm so grateful and privileged for that because of the languages that I speak, because of the cultures that I'm connected with, because of the experiences that my ancestors have had. It's almost like I can... I can relate to such a variety of people in that sense. So I use it like as a superpower in some way, you know? You're you're a healer. That's like your purpose in the world. It's it's wonderful to to see. I feel that it's a very that's very aligned with who I am. Absolutely. So post-traumatic growth has gotten a lot of airtime, if you will, lately about this new concept of something that people who have gone through trauma know on some level, right? That the world, you can see things a little bit more clearly and things have more meaning and maybe you're more dialed in on your purpose in life or, you know, the brighter side of trauma, if you will, which, you know, at some points feels like there is no brighter side, but then what? So tell listeners a little more about post-traumatic 
growth and how to identify it, prepare for it, the benefits of it, just the whole thing. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, post-traumatic growth, I love talking about that. I've been talking about post-traumatic growth for the last 25 years, believe it or not. That was my doctorate dissertation on post-traumatic growth millions of years ago. And at that time, I think the world was not ready for that topic yet Mm. because we were barely, barely dealing with what trauma was and barely understanding PTSD as a diagnosis. And the, you know, the world, and especially the United States was only, you know, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, really acknowledging and recognizing post-traumatic stress disorder. So we needed to go through that journey in order to get to where we are today, in which we can embrace more this thing that is post-traumatic growth. What is post-traumatic growth? Is the positive consequences that come out of traumatic experiences. And I'm very careful when we talk about that because some people say, how can you put trauma and growth or positive in the same sentence? And I'm saying that's precisely why I wrote the book, because people, when they experience trauma, when they experience loss, when they experience adversity, and, you know, we've all had big traumas, little traumas, you know, and you and I can talk a little bit more about that. We think sometimes that it's a life sentence, that it's, that's it, I'm doomed, you know, my husband died, you know, I moved countries, there's somebody left me, I'm being bullied all day long, you know, the world is collapsing, there's a war, it's like, okay, it's the end of the story, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. So one of the things that we be very important is to recognize and acknowledge that there's another possibility, that there is some hope out there, that there's a light, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. If we know that that's a possibility that we can consider, that we can play with, that we can see and envision. So knowing that, even if we can't even feel it, even if we can't even recognize it at first, even if we can't even like imagine that that's possible, Knowing, or at least somebody knowing that, that that growth is there or that transformation is there, is very, very important. So let's say as a psychologist or as a mother or as a partner or as a caretaker, knowing that you, we're going to help that other person go through a process because there's something else that is positive, that is transformational, that is transcendent. I think really changes the game and it makes, you know, makes for something to move forward to. And the way I talk about it is in five stages and these five stages, I didn't invent them. This is me working with people, with groups, with communities for all these years and recognizing those five stages and putting language to it, putting like an understanding, okay, now where am I? In what stage am I? How many more stages do I have to go through? Understanding this is a process, understanding that there's some sort of acknowledgement and recognition that this has to happen and knowing that this transformation is incredible. It's like a quantum leap of a jump in how we can, you know, do things. It's going from breakdowns to breakthroughs. We all need help from breakdowns to breakthroughs. Yes, yes. You talk in the book about collective grief, and I feel like there's a lot of that going around right now. Talk more about that, and can we still have post-traumatic growth from a collective trauma? Yes, and that's one of the things that, you know, there's a lot of books about trauma out there. I think one of the things in my book, and the way that I think really, and the way that I work, is very systemic, Zibi. It's like... You know, I don't know if it's because I'm Jewish. I don't know because I'm more spiritual. I don't know where this is coming from. My my also my professional, you know, learning is that I see people in the context and I see people in community and I see people in relationships. So when something happens to you, there's an interconnectedness that is, is related to everyone around us. So 
collective trauma, the world that we're in right now, that is, you know, extremely traumatic for a lot of us and for the world, or let's say even the pandemic, it's a collective trauma. The way to go about it is by collective healing, is that recognizing that there's something, some belief system that has been shattered. The way that we understand ourselves, the way that we understand others, the way that we understand the world has been shattered. It's breaking. It's not the same. You know, that happened during COVID, right? It's like, what? This and you mean like this is not who I am, or my relationship is not like this, or the government is doesn't function this way, or the world can pa- be paralyzed. You know, these are beliefs that we didn't know we had and that they're they're not longer functioning. So how do we pause? and recognize that and radically accept it in order to build a new narrative of ourselves and of others and of the world, you know, and that's where the transformation begins to happen. It's how do we accept it, we validate it as a group, as a community. Let's say, let me talk about Venezuelans. When the Venezuelan people are fleeing the country and 7 million people, refugees outside of the country, until and unless there's some validation, acknowledgement and recognition of the oppression that has been happening in that culture, of the breaking of the very fabric of who they are, you know, and then really having a like a more public validation of that, the healing cannot happen. So you, yes, we can do individual healings, but as a collective, we need that collective public space to contain that grief and to contain that pain and that wound in order to begin to heal it. So, you know, that happens in communities, with leaderships, in open spaces, In and I've been doing groups about that, for example, right now I'm working with the parents of lone soldiers in Israel. Mm. And these parents are grieving, they're at a loss, they're in this ambiguous loss place in which they have their kids, but they don't know if they're there, they don't know how long they're going to be alive, they don't know if they're going to come back home, Do they, are they happy, should they be sad, should they be hopeful, you know. So yes, I can see each and every one of their parents alone, but the power of the group in which we're working is so amazing and the healing that is happening between them as a group, then the connection that is going on, it's so powerful that, you know, something else comes up. And that's also the collective that needs to happen at the same time. It's so interesting. After the attacks on October 7th, like everybody, I was just rocked like the first month. Like I didn't know what to do. And the thing that helped me the most was gathering with a bunch of other women authors and starting this whole artists against anti-Semitism thing. And we did a silent auction and all of that was great. And we did raise money and, and that was, you know, everything was helpful. That was great. But the best part was seeing like all the people who are like, I want to be a part of this. I want to volunteer. Let's do this together. And like getting on a Zoom with so many people and just knowing that you're not alone in it and all the fear that you're part of this whole thing. Like that to me was like intensely therapeutic. Totally. That's exactly what it is. Why? Because trauma is like a bomb that when it falls, it separates, it polarizes. And we see it in politics. We see it not just in countries. We see it in our everyday, in families. It polarizes people. It fragments the relationships. It isolates you. And then you say, well, I'm suffering and you cannot understand what I'm suffering. So with me, you are my enemy and you're, you know, we're separated. And that separation, that isolation makes us even more shameful to share our feelings or more not trustworthy to like, you know, we don't, we don't trust the other because Mm -hmm. they're going to hurt us or because we disagree. Mm -hmm. And then 
this is the very thing that creates trauma. That's the thing. It's more than the bomb that falls is that fragmentation and isolation and separation. It's that thing that says we're no longer together. We don't have support. There's no one by my side. You know, when a woman is being abused in a relationship, when a child is being, you know, sexually abused or molested, it's not just the event that happens. It's that there's no one to talk to. Is that how am I even going to tell this experience to anybody and they're going to believe me? Or I'm not getting the support that I need in order to overcome this. You know, people that go through difficult experience and have the support, their trauma flows so much easier. The healing goes so much, you know, easier than the ones that don't have this kind of support. So you creating a community after October 7th was such a healing thing. It was, you know, very natural, very organic. And more than just the, the money that you raised or the books, you, it's that gathering, that connectedness, that like belonging to something. The same with the groups that I've been building here after. It's like the parents coming together, you know, the community, let's all do something together for this. But it's that like we're not alone, we're connected, we're not breaking the binds. It's like we're keeping that alive. So that really makes a big difference. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Yeah, it's funny. I, I right before this, I interviewed a woman who specializes in Erica Kesswin workplace community, right? And how basically feeling a part of the group at work leads to more productivity. And she cited one study of firefighters who had lunch together ended up saving more lives as a team. And it's exactly what you're saying here. I mean, this is like the secret sauce of getting through trauma, of getting through life, of work, of everything. Like if yeah. we can somehow find ourselves, I can imagine people listening being like, yeah, yeah, that's great. But like, can't just like snap your fingers and get a community, right? How do you do yeah. this? I think that's the challenge. I remember after college, I was like, wait, so I'm just alone in the world now? Like I'm not a part of anything after a lifetime of being in educational institutions? Like what do I do now? Like my little company, this isn't anything. We leave work and then I'm like, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? You know? I know, Um, it's a very difficult moment. (laughs) It's a transition. It's very difficult, yeah. (laughs) So for people listening who are like, well, I have had trauma. I am going through a hard time, but I don't know necessarily how to find that group or my people. I mean, I'll say like, 
being a part of this listening community is already a part of something and, you know, being part yes. of anything in this bookish world that I've tried to create, anyone listening is a part of a community, but for more specific connections and their mm-hmm. own individual traumas and everything, how do you recommend people find those groups or find their people like that? Yeah. No, no. And I really appreciate that question because that jump is not easy. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it takes people months and years until they're able to do something about it. So one of the things to do, the first step is to have this radical acceptance. It's like sitting with yourself, looking at yourself in the mirror. I think it's a very intimate and brave experience to say, you know what? Let me be radically honest with myself. I am addicted. I am depressed. I am going through something horrible. I am vulnerable. I surrender to what's happening to me. I can no longer continue my repetitive behavior that you know what I'm talking about, Zivi. We all have this. It's like we do this repetitive thing and we keep doing it and we can't can get out of this cycle. We keep going through the same relationships or we keep you know, having the same behavior that is like, okay, today I'm not going to do it. And then you fall into that again. It's really stopping that for a moment, even pausing for a moment and recognizing that that's what's going on and having that really, really honest conversation with yourself and say, you know what, let me accept that. Mm-hmm. Once you do that and you're able to be radically honest and radically clear with yourself, that's when you that go, you go into the second stage, which is giving yourself the permission to ask for help mm-hmm. and to extend that hand and say, you know what, I can't do this alone. Mm-hmm. Let me just make one phone call. Let me just talk to one person. Let me find my yoga teacher and just tell my yoga teacher what happens. Or let me go on a retreat and see if I can do, or let me, you know, tell my family member or my best friend. And that's how it begins to build that asking for help and that looking for that support and protection. That second stage of support and protection is extremely important because that's when you begin to feel contained and feel safe. And that can be in the form of therapy, but it can be also in the form of a book community, a book, you know, book club in which people talk to each other. And then you're going to have an opportunity to maybe say something about yourself and understand something more about yourself and see what the other person did about it that is different than yours or the same. Or it can be in the form of a retreat or it can be in the for you know of, of a sports group that you join and the, but it's like this is how you begin to like find yourself and slowly ask for that help obviously therapy is a really good way to go about it because then you have that way of being validated and being accepted and recognized which is so so important for them to open up for the healing and then it goes into like, you know, the third stage, which is really opening up for new stories, new narrative, new ways, new perspectives to look at your story, look at yourself. You know, when you go through a big trauma, this is the opportunity to say, I can let go of the things that I used to do and the way that I was. And I'm opening up for new ways of seeing the world. And books, by the way, are an amazing pathway for that. People begin to read books that they weren't reading before, to listen to podcasts that they weren't reading. My patients are like, you know, all of a sudden like, oh, I'm trying out this thing. I got, I logged into this other podcast that I'm listening every day. I'm going away on the, with this group. It's like trying out new clothes, new dresses, new customs to see what fits. Yeah. Because the ones that you wear, you had before no longer, they no longer work. It's like they're, they're broken. You know, it's broken. It's dead. And this is when also people become more spiritual. Some people mm-hmm. yeah. got more of a path of spirituality, not necessarily religion, but more spirituality. Yeah. And then you you go into this fourth stage of integration, 
And then you really integrate your old self with your new self. It's like your whole story. You know, you, you're not just this new thing, but you're able to see what happened to you and talk about what happened to you without being re-traumatized. You can talk about that loss that you had or that breakup that you had or that painful experience that you had, but you can say it without having all those overwhelming feelings again. Say, you know, you know, I was, a, I was in a relationship that was abusive or yes, I got divorced and this is what happened. Or, you know, I really had a bad experience in childhood, but I'm also this, you know, and you integrate it into your whole self, which allows you to then go into the wisdom and growth, which is the fifth stage. And that stage, I'm sure you've experienced this, and I would love to hear about your story because you have such an example of post-traumatic growth. You're such a perfect example of post-traumatic growth, Amy. It's like how your relationships are, that they're more meaningful. Your connections are more meaningful. Your priorities are more clear. You know what you know, what you like, what you don't like, where you're going. A lot of people become very clear in their life purpose. All mm -hmm. of a sudden, you see there's a mission there. It's like uh, the medicine is in the wound. It's like you know the medicine already because you've been in the wound and from that place, you have the medicine. People become more spiritual. And that spirituality, that connected, that feeling like you are not alone, that you're part of like a bigger a thing that it's uh, something bigger than yourself. And that's not necessarily religion. It's more like, you know, as human beings, you're part of this humanity that it's more truthful and more meaningful. There's actually even like physical ways of measuring that spirituality in the brain. And it becomes a protective factor for future trauma, which is beautiful. I, I'm super excited when I write about that in the book and when I talk about it, because it's like, these are the elements that would help you for the next situation that happens to be so much more protected, resilient, so much more in the growth, in the wisdom stage and say, I can handle this. I've been through something very difficult. I can handle the next thing. I've developed resources. So you're in a different stage of being. That doesn't mean that you're not going to suffer again or go through pain again or have difficulty again. But there's something that has shifted inside of you that it's very meaningful. Like what I always say to my older daughter, like you've done it before and you can do it again. Right. You just Absolutely. Have to, you have to use yourself as a model. You know, when you were talking about different groups and finding your way and therapy, and I was thinking also about Facebook groups, which I know aren't exactly like new and riveting advice, but it's something so easy you can do with just a click. And all of a sudden you're in a group and you see how many people are in the group and you're, it's like, I don't know. I think, I think Facebook groups can be really helpful. Absolutely. Also, you know what? Yesterday I was having a therapy with this wonderful woman that I've been working with for many years and she works really hard. And she's like, you know what? I need to do something else with my life, but I don't know what. Maybe I'll learn a new language or maybe I need to do more exercise. I do more meditation. And I was like, yeah, that's really good. But this is more of your improvement with yourself and your routine of exercise, meditation. That's good. But what is it that you love? What do you love doing? What gives you pleasure? And she said, dancing. And I said, you know what? You're in New York. Great place to find dancing places. Go to meetup groups. Go to like a dancing academy. Join a group that is dancing salsa, merengue. I don't know, like a creative dancing, whatever. And she was like illuminate it's like the world was illuminated for her because it didn't occur to her and this is creating a new community for her in which she can do something that she loves 
and also become, you know, part of something else. Yeah. So it's not just the Facebook and the virtual, but also think about what you like, something you like, some hobby that you like, some yep. situation that you and just join some cause. A lot of the times I say that the best antidote for depression is serving other people. Pick yep. up the phone and see who's the old lady there that needs some company, you know, the little children that are need you know that. Yep. So being in service completely helps you and makes you be part of a bigger group as well. I say that to my kids also, like when they're, I don't want to go to school today or I'm I'm sad or whatever. I'm like, your job today is to make someone else feel better. Like you have to make somebody smile. Go in there and make somebody smile. That's incredible that you're teaching to your children so early. You know, honor that. That's beautiful. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.